Arizona Boomer Radio brings you Straight Down the Middle, Arizona's only Internet golf show. Straight Down the Middle is produced by the Boomer and the Baby Incorporated in partnership with GolfMix.com. GolfMix is your place to read course reviews written by recreational golfers just like you. Learn about the course you're going to play. Check out GolfMix before your next round. Now it's time to hit it straight down the middle. Four! Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. That's when my caddy lost sight of it. That little white pellet has never been found to this day. But it went straight down the middle, like they say. Whack down the fairway. It went smack down the fairway. And it started to slice just a smidge off line It hit it with two, but it bounced off nine My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay Yes, it went straight down the middle Fine away Welcome to Straight Down the Middle, Arizona's only internet golf show that we know about anyhow, uh, strictly internet golf show. I'm Pete Peters, and uh, I have with me today, as uh, is quite often the case, Mr. John Bloom, Mr. Kirk Getzinger, both from Golf Mix. Good morning, guys. How are we doing this morning? Good morning, Pete. Uh, doing well. Good, Pete, good. Doing great, Pete. Just... Uh... Going to enjoy this last uh, eighty degree, eighty ninety degree day here before we finally get some fall temperatures here. That'll be a that'll be a nice change. Yeah, that will be nice. That will be nice. Uh, I don't I don't know if you fellows knew this, but joining us about ten minutes or so after the hour today will be um, a, a gentleman from um, from the Harmon Killebrew Tournament, Craig Johnson, will be will be joining us. So we'll be talking a little bit of. A, Harmon Killebrew Golf uh, and the foundation and so on uh, when he joins us. So uh, before we get to that, uh, I just thought maybe we could uh, have some of your thoughts. Uh, John, I know you were out uh, on a pleasure basis, I guess, uh, maybe doing a little bit of work out at the Schwab Cup. Uh, How did it go out there this year? What did you think of it? Oh, I thought, you know, obviously the setting was beautiful, Pete. Uh, I think it was a, a great uh, guy to win here in, in Scottsdale, have it be Tom Lehman with, with the friends and family that he had up there supporting him. Uh, and, and he also obviously has a lot of fans uh, here in the area. So uh, I think that the end result was great. I'm curious to find out, you know, what, uh, what the powers to be up at Desert Mountain felt about, uh, you know, the turnout when I was up there Saturday afternoon. Uh, the crowds were okay. I think one of the biggest things about the location is just it is up there. And uh, for a lot of people in the Valley to, to make the trek up there, I think, is, is a, a tricky proposition. But uh, I thought the event was pulled off very nicely uh, from a standpoint of what I was able to see. And like I said, you, they got a great champion. Yeah, right. absolutely. It, was a, you know, it turned out to be almost a runaway on the last day there for, for Tom Lehman. He really, he really tore up the course, and with the, I'm sure they had to be thrilled with the, with the lower scores because I, think, uh, I don't think the idea is to make this a, uh, a three-over-par winner like the U.S. Open is. It's a, it's a tournament where 
to bring the fans out. You want to see some low scores, and that's what they got. They got they got great weather, and they got a great uh, a great field and some great scores. And I think from that standpoint, it worked out well. But I agree with you. It, it's a uh, it is a long trek up there from a lot of parts of the valley, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what, how that how that all played out for him. Well, uh, Landman closed with what four four birdies in the last five holes, or five in the last six, or something like that. Yeah, he finished so strong, just uh, took all the questioning out of it. Uh, he had a couple guys right on his heels with uh, Jay Haas, who earlier in the week shot a sixty, which is just ridiculous. I mean, I played that golf course. And I don't know how there's a 60 to be had uh, on that golf course. So he was clearly in the zone. And then, uh, as you see so often, when a guy shoots that low of a score, it's hard to follow it up with another low score. And, and uh, Jay was, you know, still playing well. He just he couldn't follow it up with another score that was low enough to fight off everybody else. And Lehman obviously was in the mix. Freddie Couples was in the mix. And, and then the way he finished uh, just put the uh, exclamation point on a big victory. And, and uh, you know, one that I'm sure he relishes at this point. That's a busy guy, Tom Lehman, not just with playing golf, but with the other ventures he's involved in, uh, including golf course design. And, and uh, you know, we, we're big fans of what he's done here in Arizona with uh, Raven Golf Club at Verado and, and Encantera, a private course over on the east side. I think he's done some really good work, and I hope he does more. Yeah, the, uh, go ahead, Kirk. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, was, I was just going to uh, go back to what uh, uh, John was saying earlier about it, earlier about it being up there. But what's it like? What was it like once you got there? When once you made the the trip up, uh, how, was was the course easy to navigate from a spectator standpoint? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's the easiest uh, spectator course or the best spectator course. I mean, I think it's gorgeous. So I think uh, from a standpoint of getting a chance to, to look at the views up there, and not just at the Cochise course, but you've also got the uh, Geronimo right next to the Cochise course. So you can, uh, when you're walking around, you can catch glimpses of that track as well. Uh, and I think, it, it, I think it's worth it. What, what, uh, the tough part that they have is logistics. You know, I just don't think it will ever be a spot where you're going to get you know, 50 to 100,000 people out to watch golf. And, and I think that they understand that. You know, I, I think that the Champions Tour also goes into tournaments with a different mindset than the PGA Tour does. So uh, where the PGA Tour needs a venue out here like TPC, uh, this event can be played at a variety of different spots. And so I think there are definitely a lot of pros about Desert Mountain, believe me. I mean, that is an absolutely phenomenal facility, uh, plot of land, and uh, just the overall experience for people who live up there must be amazing. I mean, they've got six fantastic golf courses. The clubhouses are all gorgeous, uh, and obviously the houses are beautiful. But uh, I think from a spectator standpoint, it's just uh, a little bit of a different experience than maybe folks here have gotten accustomed to with some of the other properties we've had tournaments on. Well, I, I think possibly also, I mean, if you look at the that group, uh, the, the seniors, uh, players and then you also look at the LPGA in many respects they're um, like one another in the size uh, of their fan base possibly uh, that show up to tournaments uh, also the, for that reason they can have different types of golf courses as you say that don't have to accommodate 100,000 people yeah, I, th I think you're exactly right, Pete. I don't think they're looking for that. I think they're looking for a little more of a, if you will, an intimate-type venue where the crowds are closer to the players and you're really watching you're, you're really watching them up close. And then as a setting, I mean, Desert Mountain is 
probably as spectacular as it gets out here. So in terms of the television aspect of it, there certainly is a wow factor from people watching that tournament in other parts of the country. We get used to it out here, seeing the, the spectacular desert scenery and all that. Somebody watching that tournament in Minnesota or Illinois or whatever, they're seeing something really different, and I'm sure that's one part of it that, that the uh, Champions Tour really likes is to present something on a dramatically different venue, which Desert Mountain certainly gives you. Yeah, I'll piggyback on what Kirk's saying because I talked to Fred Funk during the week up there and asked him what his thoughts were about Arizona golf, and it's on a, a video blog that we now have on the homepage of Golf Mix, and, and he said the exact same thing. He said he, he loves it just because it's different. You know, he, he loves to come out and play desert golf because he lives in Maryland, and, and uh, they don't have anything like it in most of the country. So I think that's always going to be a draw. And, and like Kirk said, uh, Desert Mountains is as good of a place to feature that style golf that we have uh, here, here in the desert. Well, it's a Chamber of Commerce golf course. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's something that you want to put on the front of the magazine covers, you know? Yep. And get those still shots in there uh, with the sun up, sun coming up or sun going down. They're always dramatic shots, and, uh, and it, it, it bodes well for the area and for golf in the area. Uh, let's move on to something else uh, that's going on right now. Obviously, it is the hole-in-one event over there at the Biltmore. Uh, have either of you had a chance to be out there yet? Well, actually, actually, Pete, I was out there yesterday, as a matter of fact. It was, uh, needless to say, perfect weather, no wind, and so I figured if the elements were going to work in my favor, I'd, I'd give it a shot. And uh, it was uh, very well attended yesterday. They have, uh, they have 17 hitting stations, and when I was there later in the afternoon, they were all being used. So they had a good, a good crowd and, and a lot of people out there um, not only just trying 10 or 20 golf balls, but doing 100 or 200 golf balls. I mean, guys are out there like machines trying to get their, you know, get their hole-in-one to get them to the finals. So it looked like their turnout was very good, and uh, it seems like everybody's real pleased with how that's going so far. Well, we're going to be out there uh, broadcasting on, uh, on Sunday for the finals. We'll be out there doing a live show. And uh, hopefully we're going to be able to talk to some of the uh, some of the participants, some of the sponsors, and the people involved in that event. Uh, one of the people that I'm hoping to be able to get a get a hold of and have on the radio is that gentleman that shot uh, that had three holes in one. In one day, Pete. Yeah. In one, yeah. Yeah. three of them. Unbelievable. People get don't get three in a lifetime, and he gets three in one day. I don't care what the distance was. I don't care. I don't care if it's a sixty foot chip shot. <laughs> I'm sitting with a guy who is as accurate of an iron player as as, as I play with, and he what's your closest one? Two foot nine inches? Yeah, I was actually on the board for a while yesterday. Yeah, I had, I had two foot nine yesterday, Pete, and uh, didn't end up making it. Uh, about about two feet has been the break point number for this first week to get you into the the prizes for each day, and they are giving away some great stuff every day: free golf, restaurant gift certificates. It's it's all there on their website, uh, but. Uh, uh, you know, if you can get one in there close, it might be your day. There was one fellow yesterday, he hits, a, he hits a worm burner. The thing rolls up to the green, and it hit the flagstick and stopped eight inches. So it's <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be a professional to win. It just takes one good, good shot and a little luck from the golf guys, and you're all set. And, and, I, and by the way, I, I, I didn't know whether or not I was going to tell you this on the air, but, you know, a week ago from today was the, uh, was the last time we spoke, obviously, on, on straight down the middle, but it was also – uh, when I went out there for media day. And so I had an opportunity to hit about three bags of balls. And uh, for some reason, 
uh, good old Mr. Shanks decided to visit my uh, my golf swing, and uh, I could not get the ball to go straight to save my life. It was going at a 60-degree angle to the right. There were ducks over there that I was worried about, uh, and this isn't the first time that I've had that happen at the Fiesta Bowl hole-in-one. I guess in some respects I prefer it to happen in a situation like that as opposed to on the golf course where uh, things could get a little bit more hairy when, when you have the shanks, but uh Either way, I hope it's out of my system. I haven't picked up a club since, and uh, and I'm not rushing out to, to pick one up anytime soon after that. Well, I I think I should probably go out there and uh, try to hit my, what is it, 100, 127 yards or something? Is that is that what the is that what the holes are, about 127 yards out? They have one uh, green there that they use, Pete, and they move the pin positions around every day, and so it'll uh-huh. vary by each day, but... Playing on a 125 shot, that, that's what you're looking at. Well, I can hit my knockdown slap driver. There you go. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to putt my driver that far. How's that? <laughs> Whatever works to get it close. That's all it takes. <laughs> well, that's what I say on the golf course. I mean, I I used to hit my I I still do. I hit my golf ball a lot into the into the trees or something like that on the right hand. I always hitting it to the right, and uh, I have this shot that I hit. It is my driver, and I I, I knock down a driver out of the rough because I mean the ball's up there a little bit, and I hit this long wide sweep, not long, but this wide sweeping slice. And I had a guy. He says, "God, he says you're really good at that. That's a great shot." I said, "Yeah, I get a lot of practice." Uh, therein lies the problem. I'm always over there trying to hit it out. Uh, so I mean, anybody has a trick shot every now and then, right? Absolutely. Hey, sometimes it's uh, more important to have those trouble shots in your bag than to be a great driver of the golf ball. Because if you know that you're going to be in trouble a bunch, then you better be able to get out of it. Uh, Absolutely. And that, I always uh, had in my game was, especially growing up and playing in traditional tree-lined forest-type uh, golf courses uh, as opposed to in the desert. I still haven't gotten the trouble shot down as much from the dirt, uh, Kirk, as, as I have from being able to punch out of trees. You know, the one shot that I, I've not really learned yet is the, the, the left-handed, I'm a right-handed player, but to learn the left-handed shot. And I think out here with the desert courses that comes into play a lot more than maybe in some other parts of the country where your ball's sitting next to a cactus and if you can hit it from the left side you can get it out of there and that's one shot where i I haven't quite worked on it enough yet to feel comfortable about using comfortable using it during a round but it's a it's a good one to have out here that's for sure well, I can I can see that our other guest has, has come online. I want to get to him, but I just want to mention before I do that uh, I always find that my putter is real good sometimes out of the desert areas. I can hit my putter really well. Uh, so uh, <laughs> any any port in the storm, as they say. Uh, let's bring uh, let's bring our our next guest on, Mr. Craig Johnson. Are you with us, Craig? I sure am. Well, welcome. I'm the, I'm the guy that got the three hole in ones in one day. You no, are. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I was gonna say this is a scoop. I didn't know I was gonna have yeah. today. <laughs> well, Craig, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, what is your capacity with the uh, uh, with the Harmon Killebrew event? And uh, tell us a little bit, a uh, little bit more about it. Ready. Uh, well, my capacity is I'm I'm the event director, and uh, we've been putting on this event for several years. Uh, this is my fifth year, and 
Um, Harmon Killebrew were raising money for um, Harmon Killebrew's foundation. And Harmon Killebrew, for those of you who don't know, is the uh, Hall of Famer that uh, he uh, tragically just passed away here May 17th of uh, 2010 or 2011. And um, he uh, was just uh one of the one of those guys that uh, those celebrities that just incredibly humble and um he devoted a large part of his his life to um kids with special needs that uh he, he always said you know every child deserves to play baseball and uh he always said to me he says you know if i can if i have the ability to play baseball uh i think every child deserves that so what he he started. He, he joined up with a foundation called the Miracle League, and the Miracle League. What they do is they uh, build uh, specially designed baseball fields, and we're talking uh, these baseball fields have uh, everything from the dugouts to scoreboards, uh, stands, you name it. It looks like a, a professional baseball field in miniature size. Uh, it's got a special uh, surface uh, for these players and. Uh, um, if you go to MiracleLeague.com and there's a video that pops up automatically and it'll give you an idea and it's about a five-minute video and if you're not crying within three minutes, you don't have a pulse. It's basically these kids are out on this field and some of them have never walked in their life and they're out there with wheelchairs and, uh, you know, you hit a ball off of a tee and, and sometimes they have to get pushed around the bases. But... Uh, uh, there's one scene where um, this child who had never walked before got to third base, and he signaled for his mom to stop, and and uh, he he uh, painstakingly just um, got himself out of the wheelchair, um, went down to the ground, and it took him 45 seconds to crawl to home plate. And when he did, he just touched home plate, and he had this big smile on his face, and. But that's what it's all about is just to see these kids out there. They they really believe they're playing a real baseball game, and it's just a joy to see. But Harmon devoted his life to that and to see these kids play baseball. And so what we're doing is we have an event. It's called the Harmon Killebrew Invitational. And it starts November 30th with a poker tournament, and then December 1st, uh, is the VIP reception with a sit-down dinner and a live auction, silent auction. There's a cocktail party. There's entertainment, all kinds of things. And uh, and then December 2nd, we round it out with a, with a golf tournament. We will have probably 35, 36 celebrities there, um, Hall of Famers in all different kinds of sports, uh, entertainers, current ball players. And uh, we're expecting um, a full field of 144 golfers and about hopefully 400 people on that VIP reception. And this is all going to be out at Wicopaw, which is just east of Scottsdale there out in the Fountain Hills area, just a beautiful venue. So we're, we're looking forward to a, to a great event, and we'd invite people uh, to, uh, to come out. So the uh, people can come out and watch the event, uh, see the celebrities, and maybe get some autographs if they choose. Uh, well, we're, we kind of we've kind of closed it off to the outside public because it can get kind of crazy there. Right. Um, but uh, but we do have several ways for people to get involved. 
uh, an M, what we call an MVP sponsor would get you access to everything. All you know, the the first and the second there. The poker tournament is a separate deal that we we haven't really done that in the past. Uh, uh, this will be the first year we've done that, and that that uh, we've got some celebrities going to that as well. Uh, but that's out at the casino, the the uh, Fort McDowell Casino. Uh, but uh, Saturday and Sunday, you can come out uh, a foursome. Uh, you will play with the celebrity. Each foursome gets their own celebrity, and uh, but you can take in all the festivities on Saturday and then Sunday, of course. Um, but you can also just come out Saturday. Uh, we are selling tables of ten for a thousand dollars, so basically a hundred dollars a person will get you uh, the dinner, the cocktail party, the silent live auction, the entertainment. And you get to sit with the celebrities and hobnob with them, get your autographs, pictures, whatever you want to do on that night. And um, uh, so it should be a, just a great night. So there's there's several ways that you can be involved in that. An MVP sponsorship, by the way, is uh, it's twenty five hundred dollars, which includes everything. You're going to get all kinds of uh, tea bag items and and uh, but uh, our goal is to raise a hundred thousand dollars this year. Uh, $2,500, that's for the that's for the foursome, correct? That's for the foursome. That includes the whole weekend, correct? Right, right. Uh, I remember uh, uh, as a youngster back in the day, and I mean way back in the day, uh, when uh, Mr. Killebrew was playing uh, Major League Baseball and he would he would come into town and into Detroit, uh, mm-hmm. uh, play the Tigers, and it always seemed that he had some kind of a uh, Contribution to make uh, to to beating them. I, <laughs> I I remember it. I remember it well. John Kirk, do you have any uh, any questions or comments to discussion to have with uh, with our guest? Yeah, sure. Uh, good to talk to you, Craig. And and I know uh, we're excited about being involved with the with the Harmon Killebrew uh, Golf Tournament and the whole weekend uh, with Golf Mix and and uh, you know part of. Uh, of what we're doing to uh, get people ready is we're going to get a chance to sit down with, with Harmon's uh, wife. And, and I think uh, you've told me some stories, Craig, about Nita, but she's really involved with this thing, isn't she? And, and this is kind of a, a passion of hers now, isn't it? It really is. She's uh, When when Harmon was alive, she kind of took a backseat to everything. You know, Harmon did his appearances and everything, but uh, since his passing, she's taken on the role of, of kind of uh, – uh, you know, on the foundation board, and uh, really, really is involved in every aspect of what we're doing. And how about uh, some of the other folks that are involved? Let, let's, uh, you know, because listening to this could be anybody out there, and, and obviously uh, could have ties to some of the folks that, that are going to be coming in and have been participating this in this tournament over the years. Craig, uh, let us know some of the celebs you're expecting to be out there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Rod Carew uh, is going to be there, a Hall of Famer. Uh, Paul Molitor, uh, I'll just kind of run down a list here if you don't mind. Um, Jack Morris, uh, if I remember, if you remember that, he uh, he won the World Series with the Twins and and uh, just a great guy. Um, Cam Killebrew, his uh, his oldest son will be there, just a great guy. Uh, Kent Herbeck, Tim Laudner. Uh, Scott Erickson will be there, Carlos Reyes, Mark Davis, Damian Easley um, will be there. Uh, we've also have Michael Finney, the comedian. He's going to be there. What a great guy he is. And um, then some older guys, uh, 
guys that played with Harmon and uh, are friends with him, Gene Tennis, uh, Eldridge Miles, Mike Malaska, the, the PGA Tour, he's a teacher now, um, Kale Hulse, who used to play for the Phoenix Coyotes, will be there, Brian Savage, I just got a call from Vita Blue yesterday, if you guys remember him, sure, he'll be there. Uh, Dave Kingman was going to be there, uh, Bob Welch, Kurt Young, Tim Cullen. So uh, it's going to be a, a, a full field of some great celebrities. Um, still waiting on some names I probably shouldn't mention yet, just in case they don't make it, but uh, some, some bigger names uh, as well. And uh, But it's just going to be a, going to be a great time. How tough is it to get those celebrities to come out? Uh, uh, is Is it... Is it based on uh, who or what the event is, uh, and maybe some relationship they had with uh, with Harmon, or is it uh, the case where they a lot of these celebrities just like playing these various events? Uh, is it is it tough to find them? Well, that's a great question, and you know, uh, it's funny because when Harmon was was around, it, it, you know, my partner Tony and I we we uh, we run this event, and uh, when he was alive. Um, the Rolodex that Harmon had was was pretty thick. Uh, he would always tell me, "Just who do you want there? Just 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 name anybody." And we'd be like, "Of course, this is uh, uh, looking into a dream box here." And we're like, "Well, I don't know. Uh, how about uh, how about Garth Brooks? Can you get? Well, yeah. Here, hang on a second. He'd look at his phone. Yeah, here, I got it on his on speed dial. You know, <laughs> it was pretty funny. But he had a Rolodex that was a mile thick. But um, but to answer your question is most of these people um have relationship with Harmon or had had relationship with Harmon in the past um but there's a lot of celebrities and I'm I'm finding that a lot of the celebrities that we call are just genuinely they knew the knew Harmon or knew of him and what kind of a guy he was um that they just want to help and you know, it's no, it's not that difficult to find the celebrities that want to help out with uh, with this type of a cause or to uh, just benefit Harmon and his legacy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've 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 not had an issue with getting the celebrities there. That's for sure. Well, that's great, but I'm I, I I'm sure that uh, the cause and the name attached to the cause are in great part. Uh, some of the marketing aspects of what you're doing, not only to get participants, but to get the celebrities. And I and I, I think based on the reputation of Harmon Killebrew is, is what turns a lot of these people, uh, turns their heads a little bit and say, yeah, I'll go do that one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're happy to do it. You know, and and again, yeah, just it really speaks volumes about who the man was, you know, and and how he reached out to so many people across different different aisles and and uh when when you were with Harmon uh you were the only person in the world at that moment and it wasn't you know you you would ask Harmon all kinds of questions he would quickly turn it to well how are you doing what are you doing you know and how can i help you that was just the kind of gentleman that that he was well it's it's nice to know that there are celebrities uh and and professional athletes that have had that as as part of their uh, persona, and it's and it seems to me that uh, in the mo- for the most part, and I could be wrong, and maybe John, you can answer this question or, or comment on this. I, it's the it's the older 
no longer playing celebrities and athletes sometimes that are a little more generous with their time than some of the young big-dollar earners. What do, what do you think, John? Oh, I'd say without question. I think it's just the way that, uh, you know, celebrity has changed over the years, the, the way that athletes, you know, have been treated uh, from a very young age in our country. Uh, you can look across the board. This is obviously a conversation we could have on a number of different platforms. Uh, but, uh, but I do respect the fact that, uh, you know, hearing the stories about Harmon Killebrew and getting an opportunity to meet some of, uh, you know, his peers who behave in, in similar fashion to me is, is a, a model that we should try to find a way to reinstill in, in our kids and, and in, in people in general because I think it just makes you so much more uh, attractive and, and it, makes, it makes the sport so much more attractive, whether we're talking about golf or baseball or hockey or basketball or football or tennis or whatever we're talking about. Uh, you know, I think, unfortunately, in this day and age, uh, with the way that superstar athletes are treated, the kind of exposure they get, the way their lives uh, are altered so dramatically uh, than, than those of us who lead, you know, I guess, quote-unquote, normal lives, uh, in, some way, in some cases it's to be expected. And, and what's sad now is that in, in my line of work with interviewing a lot of these people is it's almost shocking when you find someone who's down to earth who will give you the time of day, who will spend time and wants to know more about you and, and, and isn't just so self-absorbed. Uh, I think that's just the case now. I, I think, Kirk, it's, it's, it is more the exception than the rule. And in Harmon's time, it was probably the opposite. I, I think you're right, John. And as a person that, you know, in growing up in Detroit, watched Carmen Kilgrew play baseball at the old Tiger Stadium, there was a certain uh, a respect and, and a demeanor that maybe hasn't carried through the generations and in, in, in through to everybody. Uh, but I think when you see the breadth of people that are going to come out and support this event, it speaks to the man a lot, and it speaks to the person, and it speaks to his cause. And I think it's one of those things, especially now today, where professional athletes, their every move is so publicized that it's really important and it's really great when you see an event like this where the individual has devoted themselves to giving back to what the sport gave to them. And it's just, it's, it's always refreshing and warming to me to see that. And obviously this is, a, this is a great event for a great cause to show how Harmon cares about continuing the game of baseball that treated him so well. Yeah, and Craig, you can probably uh, take it from there. A lot of the names you said, I've met several of those guys, but you know them well and better than, I, than we do. Uh, they probably share a lot of those same characteristics, which makes this event even more exciting and attractive to people who, who may be listening because it's not just like you're going to this celebrity golf tournament where, and I've been to a lot of these, where the celebrity is going to play the 18 holes, uh, basically treat you like you're you know, a second-class citizen, and then move on and go drink with his buddies. Uh, I think this is probably going to be a much different feel than that, isn't it, based on the, the, the guy that, that the, the tournament's named for? Well, it, you know, and I can speak to that in this way. Um, I, I've, I've, as you can probably imagine, I've had a lot of sit-downs with Harmon um, regarding the event and, and the, the celebrities who we wanted to invite and um, he would have his A-list and his B-list, if I could say that. Um, there would be a couple of people that we might we mention and say, hey, what about this guy? And he said, no, he doesn't have the right attitude. Or 
um, he's not the right person for this event that I want to portray. And um, I won't name any names, of course, but uh, there are some people that you would you would think, are you kidding me? You know, and he go, no, just and he, but he would never. This is the interesting part. He would never tell us why. Um, he wasn't one to kind of, if I could use the term, kind of sling hash around. You know, he would, he would just tell us, no, that's not the right, that's not the right person, that's not the right persona that we want there. And again, it just speaks to the man and 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 the way that he was. I will, I'll tell you this, um, kind of to tag on to the to the earlier point, Vita Blue called me and said, I want to be a part of this event just yesterday. That's that you know, I knew Harmon uh not as well as, as maybe I wanted to, but I knew what he was about and what he stood for and I want to be a part of it. And that's the kind of uh you know reaction that I'm getting from a lot of these celebrities. And uh, it's just it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to get to know him. I mean I knew him on an extremely personal level. Um, I was with him uh, the day that he died, and uh, just the the outpouring that he received from from everywhere was just incredible and, and very humbling. Well, it's nice to know that there are people that have been successful, and uh, their legacy lives on in a very positive way, rather than uh, the trouble that they got into, but rather the things that they did as uh, uh, when they were living, and the things that they can continue to do with the use of their name uh, after their passing. So it's it's nice to know that uh, uh, coming from you and, and I'm sure others that Harmon was uh, everything that uh, many of us have heard he was. Yeah, absolutely. Just a great man and, and a great legacy. Well, Craig, I want to thank you. Go, go ahead, John. I was just going to say, Craig, how, how can folks who are listening right now who, who uh, want to get in on this uh, get involved with, with all the different festivities? Sure, absolutely. Uh, they can call me directly at uh, 602-291-8687, or they can, uh, they can go to harmonkillebrewfoundation.org or harmonkillebrewdonations.org and either website uh will direct you to you know the the pages for the event and how you can sponsor how you can become involved and again there's so many different ways to become involved on on different levels and we do have uh plenty of room uh for the you know for the foursomes um for the whole weekend we also have uh some room for although it's filling fast but we do have some rooms for the VIP night uh, where we are selling the tables. If you're an individual or a couple that want to come out, uh, give us a call anyway. You don't have to have ten people. Uh, so if it's a, if it's just yourself or you and your your spouse or what have you, or their group of people, uh, we can we can definitely accommodate you there, and and we'll get you seated in the right place, and uh, you'll just have a have a real good time. Well, Craig, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today. I, I know you've got a busy schedule also, and uh, we certainly do appreciate the time. And uh, At some point, we'll, we'll probably see you somewhere, meet you in person, and uh, uh, I, I look forward to when that happens. And, and again, thanks for, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, and I appreciate the opportunity. Take care now. Have a great day. All right, you too. Thanks, guys. Okay, well, uh, John and Kirk, uh, 
I've got a, just a couple of things I wanted to uh, kind of wrap up uh, with you fellas. Uh, let me do this, if you don't mind. I'm going to play our little uh, our little spot package here, and then after that uh, we'll come back and uh, talk about whether or not anybody is going to be out there at the uh, uh, at the hole in one this weekend for the finals, and uh, and, and we'll just see if we can get. Uh, get hooked up if you're going to be out there, and uh, then we'll wrap up the show for the day. So we'll be right back in about uh, in about two and a half minutes. Boomer the Babe are the publishers of Boomer Series books. Our authors have their own shows on the Boomer the Babe Network. We encourage you to listen. Ron Naraki, author of the forthcoming book, The Ten Commandments of Investing, is the host of Wealth DNA, a financial show about real estate investment. Learn how to build and manage your portfolio. Ron hosts the show, and he always has good information to pass along, as do his guests. Listen to Wealthy A on the second and fourth Monday of the month at 8 a.m. Arizona time. Tom Liggering's another Boomer Series author. His book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, is the basis of the show he does with his broadcast partner, Dr. Terry Munther. Listen to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry on the fourth Wednesday of every month at 9 a.m. Arizona time. Learn how you can maximize your performance in business and in life. The methods you employ can either help or hinder. The choice is yours. Before you book your next round of golf in Arizona, go see what golfers just like you are saying about the courses you want to play at GolfMix.com. While you're there, write a review of the last course you played and get $10 off your next purchase at Vans Golf Shops and enter into our Greenskeeper of the Year contest for a chance to win a foursome at the home of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the stadium course at TPC Scottsdale. So check out Golf Mix, Arizona's leading golf course review site and mobile app. What are you waiting for? at golfmix.com. The Boomer and the Babe are proud to be affiliated with Valley View Community Food Bank, where the food is always free. Valley View is now serving Phoenix from their new 36,000-square-foot location at West Peoria and 107th Avenue in Sun City, Arizona. The new location houses the Food Bank, Feeding Arizona, and the Valley View Thrift Store. Feeding Arizona delivers food to other food banks and food pantries that are in need. If you're looking for a 501c3 to support, go to valleyviewcommunityfoodbank.com. All donations are welcome, be it food, money, or volunteer hours. No donation is too small. Get a hold of Jesse Ramirez, founder and director, and say, I want to help. Valley View Community Food Bank, where the food is always free. All right, we're back here for the final minutes uh, of the show. And uh, John and Kirk, I just wanted to touch base with you. As I mentioned, we're going to be out there uh, broadcasting from the finals. Uh, our friend uh, Mallory out there is setting things up for us to come out and uh, and be there. And I'll hopefully talk to the winner, maybe uh, take some shots of him with his check as well. Um, so if uh, I was just wondering if either of you were going to be out there on Sunday, maybe uh, uh, we'll see you out there. Um, I will be out there, try to kind of towards the end of it there, uh, yeah. Pete. I will I, I will catch will catch up with you then, and uh, uh, like you say, maybe they'll be handing out a million dollar check to somebody. That'd yeah, be pretty. 
And the guy just had three in a day. I don't know if he spent all of the ones he, he potentially had. Uh, but there there are guys who can get out there and, and make it to qualify. The, the tough thing is when you get to Sunday and you know that there's seven figures on the line, is to actually make that same golf swing and get that same result. Well, it's, it's like anything. When you have one shot to do something instead of a bucket of 50 balls sitting next to you, it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the mouth gets dry. It's kind of tough to swallow. All of a sudden, you you see that there's cotton balls back behind your tongue, <laughs> it's, it's uh, and your hands start to shake. <laughs> it's interesting. I was, I was in one, Pete, uh, and it's funny. We just talked about Harmon Killebrew, uh, one of my uh, childhood uh, idols, at least a guy who I never got to see play, but I read a lot about was Hank Greenberg of the Detroit Tigers. Sure. Uh, and so I got, actually, when I first moved to Detroit uh, to be on the radio out there, I got invited to the Hank Greenberg Invitational, and it was a huge charity golf tournament with all kinds of celebrities uh, and former players. And, and it's funny to, to now think about it in the light that we just uh, had the conversation with, with Craig about the Harmon Killebrew outing. But uh, the reason why I bring it up is they had a shot for $100,000, and, and you had to qualify during the round to be able to be in the shot. Well, the I, unbeknownst to me that once you qualified, and I guess I qualified with getting closest to the pin, you had to go into the 18th fairway in front of the several hundred people that were there at the banquet afterwards, and they put a marker in the 18th fairway hitting up to the 18th green with everybody watching. So not only are you taking a shot for a lot of money that as a 22-year-old kid I would have uh, dreamed to have that kind of cash, uh, but now you've got this huge gallery too. So, yeah, needless to say, I remember the butterflies. I remember the dry mouth. Uh, I remember being happy that I got the ball in the air. However, I hooked the heck out of it into the trees left of the green. But uh, I had seen several people before me do much worse. So it wasn't the most embarrassing moment. Uh, but I can I can feel for the people that are in it on Sunday. And I know it's going to be really exciting. And, and I would suggest to anybody listening, uh, if you have a chance to go out there tomorrow or even today or Saturday, uh, you still have an opportunity to qualify for that moment. And as Kirk mentioned earlier, they've got great prizes all day long uh, for you to, to be able to win, even without hitting a hole-in-one. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the great thing about it. You can be, a, you know, they're giving away over 200 prizes over the course of the, the week and a half or so. And uh, being a 125-yard shot, it's not the, you know, it's, it's not the highest degree of difficulty you'll ever face. And so try a couple bags, and the bottom line is it's a lot of fun, and it's helping out a good cause because, as, as we talked about last week, there are dozens and dozens of charities that Fiesta Bowl Charities uh, gives a helping hand to, and that's the bottom line of all of this. And speaking of a dozen, just take a dozen of your old golf balls you got in your garage, and you'll get a free bag uh, when you're when you're uh, going out there. And and also they're doing the canned f- uh, food drive too. So if you bring a couple cans of food, they'll give you a free bag, buy one get one free deal uh, out there. And and you can see more information too. We talked with Mallory when we were out there last week. There's a little video on GolfMix.com and on the homepage to see uh, you know all the. You can even get a glimpse of what the shop looks like there. Uh, before you head out to the Biltmore. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. By the way, I, I want to throw this in there, too, since you guys have Michigan ties. Uh, Bill Lambeer almost right. made all in one that day when I, when I shanked mine over into the trees. He came uh, literally a foot away from holding out. And so, you know, that, that kind of pissed a bunch of people off just because there's a guy with a lot of money already. Why did he? And I guess it goes <laughs> to show that if you don't need the money, maybe that pressure and all those butterflies aren't really there. 
we had a guy in this, we had a guy on one of our other shows as a matter of fact that has won the uh uh won the Florida lottery eight times. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, eight, eight times. Big jackpot too. Big jackpot. He's just sing down every time he wins? I'm sorry? He's just doubling down every time he wins? No, he he's got a he's got a system. He swears by a system and he says That's there's a system. Does. We'll take his number off the air from you. Well, yeah, you can look him up, Richard Lustig. You can look him up. On, you can look him up online. He's got a he's got a website, and he'll sell you his system in a book. Uh, that's that's <laughs> that's his system. It was an interesting show. Anyhow, thanks, guys. I appreciate your uh, taking the time of being with us again today. It's always fun to have you on the show, and we'll we'll do this again next week. Hopefully, we'll we'll all be able to get together again. And if uh, if either of you or both of you are, are out there on on Sunday, look us up. I, I guess uh, Mallory's going to take us out there somewhere uh, out on the, uh, the 18th fairway or wherever it is, the 9th fairway, wherever they set up for the for the final. And uh, we're going to be we're going to be out there. So uh, we're looking forward to that as well. Have a great broadcast. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to join you. I'll be uh, on a, a little road trip with my wife because the Cardinals are on a bye week, and, and whenever they uh, have their one bye week of the year, that's usually when we get out of town. So uh, we won't be here for the final, but uh, I know you guys will be out there, and I look forward to hearing the show when I get back. Look forward to seeing you out there. Okay, thanks, and uh, enjoy your enjoy your uh, bye week because uh, you. I don't know. I I hope they can come back. Not going to lose this weekend, so that's a start. Uh, you know what? That's good. They're going to hold their hold their position. That's good. That's very good. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Pete. Okay, thanks, Pete. Take care. And uh, they're going to wrap it up here now for uh, for the straight down the middle show with golf mix, uh, Kirk and John. And uh, I wanted to make sure that we thank once again. Um, uh, Craig, jo- Craig Johnson for uh, being with us from the from the event out there at the Harmon Killebrew, which is coming up in December. So take a look at that. So we're going to wrap it up. We're going to play our outro, and we're going to be out of here, and we'll see you hopefully uh, stop by and see us uh, at the hole-in-one on Sunday for the finals. We should be broadcasting out there starting at about 1 o'clock, I think, is uh, what we have planned right now. So uh, best to everybody, and we'll see you out there, and uh, hit them straight down the middle. You've been listening to Straight Down the Middle on Arizona Boomer Radio. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. To reach the Boomer and the Babe, email host at boomerandthebabe.com or friend them on facebook.com slash boomerandbabe. And on Blog Talk, you can friend them at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe. Follow their tweets at twitter.com slash boomerandbabe. Be sure to make the second half of your life the best half of your life. And remember, at 50, you're just getting started.